three, two, one, go. everybody to the tribe of the fours podcast a podcast from three puerto rican friends coming together to do deep dives into star wars and other nerd related media these are cassian fridays i know they don't rhyme it's fine it's, yeah with the and or yeah yeah i know that they're smarter than us sorry yeah. uh but we are talking about all the Andor episodes episode by episode today focusing on episode four Aldani. And we have Joanne, who's back, and joining Hello. us once again, Chris Ryans from Broaxium. Welcome back to the show. The coolest okay. dude of the Poodoo crew. The, <laughs> the best bro. The bro side and one of the bro. Sir, I am yeah. not. I'm just, I'm just the we old guy. We won't crew. tell. We won't tell the other ones. It'll <laughs> yeah. be a secret here. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, man? It's been a minute since we've been. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen you since, uh, well, at least Goose, I haven't seen you since, uh, since Celebration. Yeah. Um, it was a good time. So. Yeah. I wasn't able to make it. So next <laughs> so time, not there will be there whenever, will be, there whenever will the be one after London is. Yeah, yeah London's gonna be, be a hard. time that we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll all get together. Maybe we'll, what we just need to do is do like an unofficial uh, podcasters uh, celebration retreat and just all get down, get an Airbnb for a week or something. And people down, come in and just you know have a grand old time without having to worry about panels. You just come in there. Yeah, time. yeah. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down, brother. Oh my God, but there's so much to talk about. There's so much going on. Like it's really, really like a really good time for Star Wars. Mm. Obviously we just got Andor. We have a bunch of comic books that are also have been coming out. Now we got High Republic uh, Phase 2 coming out, which I'm super, super excited for. And we'll talk about a little bit later. Then we got Tales of the Jedi, Bad Bad. Yeah. It's, just, it's 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 a freight train, and I'm loving. It. I'm just there on the tracks, waiting yeah. waiting to get run over. Yeah, I and, am laying on the tracks, like like just 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 give me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, if, if if this if if Star Wars on the Disney is this bad, I don't want to be right. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's, oh my god! But uh, Nadia and I have been talking a lot about Andor recently for you know scheduling reasons, I guess. So like we're gonna take a little bit of a backseat on this one and just kind of moderate. And have you, Joanne and Chris, kind of take the take the lead here in terms of like what's happening with uh, their perceptions of Andor, especially season four. I mean, episode four. But since we haven't since we haven't heard your guys' opinions on one through three, we want to kind of start there. So, Chris, I guess I'll start with you first. What has been your opinion of Andor so far up to season, up to episode three? I don't know why I keep calling it season mm. up to episode. Three. <laughs> yeah. It is well wishful thinking that there's going to be more seasons, but you know we know how it ends. Yeah, you know how it ends. We do. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, it it is it, it you know I I'm not one for for ranking like you know this is better than this one that that's what yeah. it's all Star Wars so I love everything, uh it, it, equally except for the holiday special and the Ewoks cartoon but um, <laughs> uh this 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 may be the best written. Mm-hmm. The best written Star Wars show and not just not just best written but like 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 the dialogue is so mm-hmm. it's so grounded and 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 it's just like it's a different take on storytelling within the Star Wars universe and and it's it's fantastic I'm absolutely gripped and and um I just I I oh, I, I, I love every aspect of it <laughs> like when I was watching those first three episodes at 3 a.m all three I had to go to work the next day who cares but um, not important oh, Lord. Well, I'll, be fine. I'll be fine um I watched those and then there were moments when I'm watching it and I had to go oh yeah this is Star Wars like because mm-hmm. I just forgot I just forgot just, just just with you know with the visuals you're seeing the locales you're seeing the whole mm-hmm. Lord of the Flies kind of stuff going on with Casa yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. on um what's the name of that planet my uh, ancestor planet there we go um <laughs> You know, just seeing that, and then everything on Ferrix um, was so just different from anything. And and in the first scene, when you see him walking into the uh, you know that 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 space brothel, and yeah. you know that's a first. That is a first uh, for uh, for Star Wars. I mean, you knew it was in the galaxy. You know that that kind of stuff is in the galaxy, but you never see it. Right. And the yeah. fact that we're getting to see that is just it's spectacular. So um, any kind of new take on something that we haven't seen in the galaxy i'm all for it and uh and this one has been has been giving us it, it's been plentiful 
with with yes. new with new visions with new yeah. um aspects of star wars so yeah i'm all about it it is it is definitely like a, it's a it's, it's the same ingredients but new new a new dish and it's uh so delicious and this is the good mm. thing about star wars we just we're being fed so well that it's just like it's, it's I, I just hope it never ends because i want to keep eating the yeah. smogus boards that we're that we're getting <laughs> uh, joan how about you well how, i think you recently were able to see you know if you guys heard right you were, yeah able to see more fresh in your mind yeah, yeah. our friend fiona <laughs> Yeah. Right. Uh, I just got to see it, see it today. So, oh, uh, it's right. It's right. It's there. right. I saw the four episodes today. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think it's everything I've expected so far. And everything started like to escalate mm -hmm. until we get to episode four. And episode four is definitely a blast. Like, <laughs> we are at Karazan, and I mean, it's a fantastic uh, series, so I, I have to say that my first looking impressions about Ander is definitely why what I expected, and the way they are managed and how the characters perform their roles actually. Mm, right, because like the the acting, not to say how the acting has been ever been bad, because Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi had incredible acting from even. Yeah, and but the, the casting cast. in this has been mind-blowing yeah. yes, how right. well they fit those characters and and how real they feel like you were saying chris that the 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 dialogue is so grounded it really makes you feel like you're there because sometimes especially sorry the prequels the writing sometimes it's like real people don't speak like that like it kind of takes you away from the scene sometimes and i love the prequels too you know with it took me time to love them but, but i love everything but this feels like real people speaking you know <laughs> right and it's interesting and i, and I love still in okay. acting yeah, yeah i have to yeah. say that i love still in acting like he's great with oh yeah and we'll talk about him his <laughs> acting because i think particularly in episode four in episode there's four the, there's the you know there's the one scene that seems like i think it's taking the internet by storm <laughs> uh, but but the acting it's a, it's such a good point because i even compare it with rogue one which i love rogue one and being you know, obviously is in that one for anyone who hasn't seen it uh, and like all the performances there were excellent even diego was great in it but it seems like diego's game has just like been elevated that it's much a new dimension here and it's just like i don't know what it is because i mean it's more or less the same people involved tony gilroy is obviously still part of rogue one so like there's there's something about this show that's really really special and it feels like there's a lot more love and and and, and seriousness right to everything and now again not to talk <clears throat> negatively about all the other shows because all mm -hmm. the other shows are also full of love and like really good uh, performances and things but there's there's something that's especially different about yeah. this i okay. think um one of the things is and 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 i've said this i i, I was talking to a couple of couple of some guys like this is like off off uh, camera but um mm -hmm. one of the things and I, i'm like if we never get another movie i'm okay with that mm -hmm. because these series i because the series are able to really like you know pinpoint and 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 really kind of uh stretch out the story Mm -hmm. So that you know, you get every aspect. Not everything is is going to be crammed into an hour and a half or two hour, you know, movie. Mm -hmm. In this way, you know, you really get to uh, to learn these characters, and I think that that's what's happening, especially with you know Diego Luna's character, mm -hmm. um, and that's you know you know so he he gets to like explore all these different aspects of Cassian's life. So that that's why you know one reason why I think that the, you know, that, like what you were saying as far as him. Uh, taking it to another level like yeah when you stretch it out like this you know you're able to really really uh, get down to the nitty-gritty of these characters yeah yeah, yeah more storytelling yeah i think it also speaks to like having a, a showrunner like tony gilroy which is not you know he's he's not a star wars fan which i think <laughs> some people take it to mean that he's never seen star wars i'm pretty sure the dude's seen star wars it's pretty right. ridiculous but he's not he doesn't have that you know that that uh zeal. passion <laughs> zeal and obsession <laughs> That a couple right. of us may or may not have for this franchise, and I think that really helps him kind of not have it behold as a precious thing that I have yeah. to craft something that fits the world. He can just like yeah. I'm just gonna tell human stories and then just mm. plug the Star Wars right into it, which I think that's where the uh, story group comes in. I, I I don't know for a fact, but it just feels like he just writes the scripts and maybe he just writes 
earth locations and things like that and then Pablo Hidalgo or whoever just comes yeah. in and say okay this is gonna be this and this is <laughs> it's not steel it's door steel as you know and like just right. change everything to give it that Star Wars flavor maybe that's what's happening but yeah. it kind of but it feels very refreshing but still yeah. Star Wars absolutely yeah absolutely definitely um I actually this has been asked to us, so I want to ask both of you. How have you felt about the pacing and the fact that it feels like those first three episodes were one arc, and now in episode four, we're going into another arc, probably another three-episode arc. So how have you felt about that? I, Sorry, I have to say that this pacing, is it was quite great. Um, And the time frame of every episode, like, they were just perfect. Like, <laughs> it, it was like 38 minutes, 40 minutes in each, something mm. like that. And I have to say that that the way it started, like knowing, like and understanding the character of Diego Luna, mm -hmm. uh, it's quite perfect. Because, because you know, it starts it starts differently with his perspective, mm -hmm. and um, I think it, it, I I would say the pacing it was great on time and everything was nice. Yeah. yeah. What about you? I am I'm I'm kind of glad that it got pushed back from August 31st. Because mm -hmm. uh, I think we're only going to get two episodes, not only, but a bit, we're going to get two episodes when it first premiered. Yeah, and then right like, in the middle. Be, right. <laughs> they're arc. jumping it yeah. back to the, you know, September, uh, the end of September, and then, you know, decide to make it three. That worked out a whole lot better. Uh, getting those three episodes, because that, that was a great primer for where this yeah. series is going. So um, it feels like that was like a, uh, like, like a, like a uh, introduction movie. You got those first three, and now the series yeah. has started. Yeah, that was like the prologue, and then yes. we get for reels in episode four. Now we yeah. got episode four. And we're motivated. But I also I want to repeat one question, which is in the same vein of what Nani was asking. It's something that Alex and Molly were asking us last night. Do you like after getting like three episodes in a chunk, you know, in, in a chunk, so you could see like everything, yeah. and now having like the first part of the second uh, arc? And like not getting to know how, you know, like having to wait a week for the next one. Does it change your mind on like the method on by which we're consuming these shows? Like, do you want them to just do the dump of all the episodes so you can just watch them in a row? Or do you think that the weekly thing is work, it's going to work for Andor? Because these episodes are kind of, you know, you kind of need all of them to kind of understand the arc itself. So, Chris, what do you think? Um, I have no willpower. <laughs> I want um, it all right now. <laughs> but I will, uh, you know, I'll take the week to week. But um, I would rather just have it all right now. Like, just uh, give it to me. Just give me all the Star Wars. I'm gonna watch it all. Um, yeah, I, I would rather just have it all. But I know there, there are people who would rather do it week to week. That gives us time to really have these conversations and, and, yeah. and you know. Uh, Digest. So I, I, yeah, yeah. So I, I get that. But, you know, I, I'd rather just, just just scarf it all down uh, immediately. <laughs> who needs Joanne? to go to work? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good point. Joanne, what about you? What do you prefer? I, I definitely thing? have to say. I would prefer having it all at once. And I actually did have the first four at once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you seem to have enjoyed that. <laughs> I, I mean, it, you know, it, it's the bright side of like the downside of the European feeling that we had here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, well, but, one downside, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so this is the, the, this, this is the, like, you know, the good side of it, <laughs> that I got to see the four episodes all at once. Mm -hmm. And maybe my perspective would have been a little bit different if I've like had the time space between one week. Like, cause for me, it was perfect that er the the timing and everything was perfect. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I, I got to watch them all together. Maybe if, if, uh, if it was like, I, I see, I see, I only see the first episode and then I have to wait another week. So I'll be like, Come on, I have to see another episode now. <laughs> right, but I don't. Know, I I like the weekly format thing because I I always I always compare it to like all these HBO shows like Game of Thrones and Westworld and all that stuff. And I re remember when we were in normal times in the pre-COVID era, we were everyone's in the office. I remember just every Monday, says so everyone's huddling like in the kitchen and just be like, "Hey, what do you think?" Uh, and it's just like that whole and then the whole week, what do you think's gonna happen next? And it's just like this whole conversation for like weeks and weeks of like as the show is developing it feels a lot more dynamic in terms of like how we're 
as opposed to Stranger thi- as Things. Opposed to Stranger I swear things, to God, like, every time a new season yeah. starts, I forget what happened the season right. previous because it's like binge dated one week and it's like okay, I already watched it out of my out of sight, out of mind. There's, there's there's some merits there's some merits to both maybe maybe the compromise with andor could have been you just release it in in arc chunks like here's three episodes three episodes yeah. and that way everyone it, no one's completely happy but no one's miserable <laughs> right right but let's we're, we're done talking about all that junk now let's get into the the, the meat and potatoes so to speak mm. let's go to aldani episode four of andor which saw the return of the queen Mon Mothma, which we were all so excited for, especially after seeing that she was absent for those first three episodes. I know that was surprising that they did that, but I think it was a really good call. Yeah, exactly. So initial reaction from you guys, what do you think uh, coming into like episode four, especially with seeing like how the show is being structured with one through three? What was your initial reaction to seeing Aldani? Let's start with you, Chris. Start with me? Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love what they've done with their character. And, and there's so much like there, there's unlike seeing her in in um, in Rebels or um, or those deleted scenes from uh, Revenge of the Sith. There is such an air of anxiety mm. with her uh, that is it, it, it's damn near uncomfortable, you know, with what she's going through. And, you know, like she, like, yeah, you know, Luthen is out there, like he's, he's out there, but he's very much in the shadows mm-hmm. where she mm-hmm. is front and center and has like so much to deal with and so, so much to dodge and has to look over his shoulder all the time, you know, especially with her saying like, you know, uh, I go to the bank, there's new people there, there's new spies yeah. in the Senate, mm-hmm. you know, my, this new driver. And I don't know, you know, what, you know, what his deal is. And, and uh, it's, it's, it's messed up. And then, you know, she has that incredibly crappy husband at home. So um, we'll get to him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, she's got it bad. And but but I, I, I love what they're, you know, what they're doing with the character. I, I And it, it, it helps just like with Rogue One did where it, it shattered my perception of the rebellion. Like the moment that Cassian shot that informant in the back, that split moment, I was like, wow, the rebellion is something completely different than what I've known, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. 30 years or so of me being a Star Wars fan um at that point um and and with her knowing her from you know return of the jedi and and you know seeing the rebellion as you know pristine and and just just utterly heroic and all that stuff and now you're seeing like these that there's some very real um like like they they were basically you know they're they're she's a criminal Mm -hmm. you know in in this society and um, you know, just just seeing her in this different light, uh, I, I just thought it was amazing and, and so well done. John, what did, what did you think? What was your initial reaction to the episode? Oh, uh, I I have to say that I love how characters evolved, and I love the way it was like how the rebellion was portrayed. Um, like like a, a, you know, they're like sort of like margins, sort of mm-hmm. like they're only like a few people like starting the rebellion and I, and I and I loved and I love the fact that it started that way and mm-hmm. we we actually get to see that so you know I for this episode we get to see that part which on the first three episodes we didn't so so it's you know it's a really good episode to like I wanted that episode to start already <laughs> 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 So, so when I get to see the episode four, it hits there, and you know, that—that's my my impression. I was, I was really no, I, that and, is exactly I, I, where I, you wanted to be in episode four. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. I, I agree. I agree with all those things because, especially, yeah, to your point, Chris, when we look at the rebellion, especially in Return of the Jedi, it seems like this, you know, altruistic and you know, very pristine and I, I, ideal group that's only killing bad guys and like nameless right. faces that are just just and there's only people. bad guys in the empire there's no exactly there's no people right, who right, actually right. believe right. yeah they're just bad guys there's so, no guys right. that are just like you know working mm-hmm. at the death star because that's the only job they could get uh so it, it, it's but that's what i think this show has and rogue one has been that so important because it's like that's just an impossible standard to any rebellion that we'll have in our lives it starts right without kind of knowing like 
how it's going to shape up to be the, the ideal that you have in your mind and seeing yeah. that sometimes you do have to make compromises and sometimes yeah. things don't go the way you want them to go. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's really, really clever because one, it kind of yeah. makes it real. It kind of makes it seem like, okay, we can aspire to that because we are going through those things in our day, day-to-day lives. Yeah. Uh, but Mon Mothma is just like incredible to me because yeah, it's just like, she's, she's a person now. Right, yeah. instead of just like this monolith, monolith right, that we see of, of idealism and perfection, you know, the new chancellor of the new republic, the and queen. all they say, the yeah, this yeah. gorgeous <laughs> queen clad in white and red hair. And now it's just yeah. like, no, she the girl needs a Valium because like she, <laughs> she, she's got some some shit going on, like you know, it's a yeah, and trouble, like you're saying, work. it's. it's not just like the sense of anxiety there's just like tension all the time like who's spying on me no support at home my husband is throwing parties and bringing my enemies into my house without telling me about it you know it's kind of intense (laughs) yeah there's tension between both of them (laughs) that's that's an that's an statement and she still manages to look amazing (laughs) and and it and but it goes back to what we were talking about about elevating like the the source material because like we said Mm -hmm. Diego Luna's character in Rogue One, awesome. But then, like, Andor is just giving him that extra dimension that just takes that performance to that next level. And it's the same with uh, Genevieve O'Reilly and Mon Mothma. Like, Mon Mothma has always been cool, and we've always had, like, good portrayals of her. But, like, now, just in that one scene, which I believe, actually, she gets more screen time in that one scene uh, with Luthen than she has gotten, like, in all (laughs) the rest of, like, live-action media, which is mind-blowing to me. But you yeah. get so much more nuance to her character and understand like that. Yeah, that it's it, she's she's stressed. It's not it's yeah. not easy because uh, <laughs> being a senator is probably hard. Then you gotta buy a stupid ass expensive gift for your stupid ass dumb husband. <laughs> and then when you get home, he's, he's not a he's not a nice house husband who's just like no. mopping floors and getting dinner ready for you. He's just like giving you crap, telling you you're boring, then bringing your right. closest enemies into your house, and it's just like. Yeah. No support and a dumb haircut. Let's just be, let's be honest. Let's be honest. That's about nice it. though. So, yeah. Take his outfit. Oh yeah, well, I, that's the least I that's the least I expect from him. You're gonna get a you're gonna get a stipend from your from your rich ass wife. You better yeah. dress to the nines. I mean, you uh, live in that penthouse. You better have nice outfits to go with yeah. them. You know. So yeah, so he comes. I saw someone. I, I forgot who it was, but someone online posted. Oh, he comes from the Tim school of being like a, shit, a <laughs> shitty, a shitty boyfriend. Right. <laughs> Actually, it might be the other way around. Maybe Tim comes from on Mothma's husband's school. Yeah, shitty boyfriend. <laughs> I was convinced last night that he is worse than Tim because at least Tim cared about Bix. And it looks like our our friend. I'm not gonna name him because it's like he shall not be named. We do not name bad people in the show. <laughs> my husband is crap uh, but that's that's enough of me taking a dump on this guy chris what did you think of mon mothma's stupid ass boyfriend hey, husband. Yeah, well, husband. You, you said it all you said it all right there um wait, do we know as far as shandrillin uh customs is that, is that a, an enraged marriage because that's one thing i heard of that, that i that is heard something marriage. like that too and that they yeah. were married since she was 16 or something i'm like Ugh. Maybe you want to retcon that because uh, uh, kind of uh, things are different in space as far as that's yeah, true. Uh, if Queen Amidala can be a queen at 16, then maybe. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think that at first I was like, ha ha ha, he's he's kind of funny. Then I'm like, oh no, wait, no, you're a piece of shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, but um yeah, I, I yeah, he was not thinking. He was not thinking when you're gonna invite Sly Moore of all people to and call her it, fun. Yeah. <laughs> to a senator's house who, like, you know, is someone who they are vehemently against. Mm-hmm. You know, they already have suspicions of her. Um, yeah, that's just that's just a bad look. Like he he's not he's not thinking, he doesn't care. Um, he's just living that good life on Coruscant while while you know she's just dealing with enemies at all fronts, and that's mm-hmm. that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully, like Tim, something terrible happens to him. Here's hoping. Or he learns he learns to actually not be a complete douche canoe. So you know we'll see. Well, if he if he stops being a douche nozzle, you know that that means that he's you know he's gonna bite the dust. He's probably gonna have to go. Yeah. Because so, uh, if Tim gotta go, he gotta go. I don't yeah. care. He, he can be redeemed, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't have to go. Him I, I called Tim's death like at least not not like I was expecting. I was like, no, he's gotta go. He's yeah. got he's something's gotta happen. You messed yeah. around, find yeah. out. 
Yeah. Incredibly satisfying. Yeah. Joan, Joan, what did you think about this in, this incredible human being that we? <laughs> I have to say, I wouldn't be satisfied arriving to my home and oh, out of the blue that I, I, they don't appreciate me. So, I, I would say like right uh, something weird here. So, um, uh, yeah. So like you know. He's an incredible guy. No, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, can you imagine like that situation? Like, you come home from work, especially after buying your significant other a, a nice. Well, gift. and especially considering that you know her job is dangerous. Like, her actual job yeah. is one thing. Plus, she's trying yeah. to work for the rebellion, and she's doing all these things. You would think home would be a safe harbor. Yeah. No, no, and no knows, safe harbor. And he knows that she bought him a gift, and he's still like unsupportive which is which yeah. is one of the good things that i think this show is doing is kind of like giving us all the examples of like what toxic masculinity can be mm. uh, with cyril with cyril Carn being a bootlicker then you got tim yeah. being like one version of a non-supporting partner and then you get my husband's husband's like all these different examples of like how you can just be a terrible man and he's like well let's just deconstruct that and just i mean even home. Andor himself because you know there's something there with Bix that and he screwed uh, that up somewhere along the line like they've managed to salvage the friendship but you know something happened and she calls him on it too so it is really cool that like they're making the men accountable for their bad mm -hmm, behaviors mm -hmm. even our main character so yeah. i think but, it's great but i do not think and i want to hear everyone's take on this one i do not think that Mom, Mothma and her husband share a bedroom. I think they have separate bedrooms. No. Oh, for sure. Debate. No. Uh, okay, no debate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are full on like royal families. They have separate wings on that which, pet house. Which, like which leads to the next question then. If they're not intimate or like not that close and like they don't get along, does that mean that he doesn't know about her comings and goings with the rebellion? Is he like completely unaware of that side of her life? He's or do you it. think that Otherwise, he wouldn't do all this crap, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think he knows. But I hope he doesn't. Yeah. Well, that, that'll that'll be an invited to dinner. Yeah, I hope he doesn't. And I really hope that we get to see that dinner play out. And I hope. Yes. I hope mm -hmm. Slaymore shows up. It's like, come on, you gotta. You gave us Coruscant, gave us, give us, and you did the name drop. We gotta see. You gotta do it. And there's gonna be an awkward conversation between her and Mon Mothma, mm -hmm. or at least some, you know, some some side eye, because otherwise all set up and no payoff it's not going to be good yeah uh, let's talk about another toxic character here in this from this episode who didn't get a lot of screen who didn't get a lot of screen time but you know it's still i think they're prepping him up to like you know come back uh, with you know with a vengeance so to speak and that's cyril karn we saw mm -hmm. him you know in episodes one through three being a bootlicker trying to become the best imperial he can be even though he's just a mall cop and he got fired for being useless and now he has to go back to mama and, get and now in the face. he has to go back to his mom's house <laughs> little little incel that he is uh what did what what did what did we think of like that development for his character now in episode four and what 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 do you what do you what do we think is cooking for him as the as the season's gonna progress chris let's start with you i i think that that dude um <laughs> is that that I'm glad that we we see him go home and we see him what happened. Like as soon as I saw him and in, in interact with his mother, I was like, okay, we're about to see like why he is the way he is. <laughs> um, there's definitely something not good going on at home, and I, I keep hearing that his that his mother's like a like a uh, uh, oh, what do they call that? Uh, like a helicopter parent like you know always mm. always on. Oh him. yeah, that's sort of protective mother. Yeah, and I I think that. Um, you know, at first he was like, he, he's very, you know, gung ho about, about uh, doing his job and, 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 you know, like these officers got killed and we need to blah, 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 blah. And, and, and his boss was like, look, just say this, say this, this, and that we're good. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Just take care of it. Cause I don't need to hear anything from the empire. And then he yeah. does exactly the opposite and everything that his boss said would, would happen, would happen, happen, happen because he screwed up spectacularly. So um, <laughs> I think that this is either going to, Ooh, where could he go from here? Like he, he he may join the empire at some point, but I think that I I keep believing that his his whole being is going to get rocked down to its to you know to its core, and yeah. I think that he may 
wind up being a rebel by the end of this series. Oh, interesting. Hot take. Hot take. This okay. Yeah. Hey, Joanne, what do you think about our friend Cyril Karn? Yeah. Uh, I would say like he's like really nasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's and, SS youth all the way. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and, and I may even say arrogant. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like like Chris said, he did exactly the opposite of like like we like the he had to do and like everything ended up having happening the wrong way and you know his oh, i i didn't like that character <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well so but, props to the acting though because yeah. you just kind of hate him immediately kyle, kyle soller but awesome. I, was, yeah. I was about to say like there there's a lot of things going on in his head like in, well we see his eyes while mm-hmm. he was performing the act i mean there was so there were like many background stuff happening inside his acting so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think yeah you know, it, it was a nice character i just didn't like it <laughs> yeah i think that's the point yeah. <laughs> he's really unlikable yeah. yeah he's so holier than thou and i know better than my own bosses and i'm gonna mm-hmm. show them the true meaning of justice and mm-hmm. yeah and he screwed there's up something mysterious about his character there's something mm-hmm. behind that we still don't know like i love Chris perfect perspective that, that maybe he may become part of like the rebel. I just didn't. Yeah. He's, uh, like, he's gonna be the agent Callus. Yeah. Uh, like what know. actually drives him? I didn't say it that way, but there is something like mysterious there. about him. Like okay. there's something there. Because mm-hmm. I was I was on the team, kind of like my Mothma's husband, that if they get redemption, they'll get got. But okay, but I could okay, I, I can if he. If oh no, he's he's not gonna survive this series. But I think he's oh, gonna. Okay. I think okay. I think yeah yeah. I think whatever is going to happen, he's going to break whatever indoctrination that's been happening with him, like, you know, his whole life or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, he'll, he'll Kylo Ren it. So by the end of it, <laughs> by the time he turns <laughs> back, it'll be too late for him. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Let's kill the good guys <laughs> after they redeem themselves. There was a funny part when he got to meet his mom and there, and then there was someone and at the, the back. back. Like, what are you looking at? <laughs> <That's scary. laughs> the nosy neighbors it's those details that makes it feel very real like right. you could live in this version of star wars absolutely and the fact that it's not done and i, I don't mean this as a knock against the volume i love the volume but the fact that it's also not filmed in the volume as an actual locations it makes mm-hmm. the world feel even more expansive than than it is because coruscant i don't think has looked better in terms of like how it's portrayed in film even though it does feel a little more depressing than it did in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. And I think that's purposeful. Let's talk about that. Everyone's been expecting the return of Coruscant in the sequel trilogy. And it's like, okay, well, the capital of the New Republic's in Coruscant. No, Hostian Prime. Oh, well, like in Revenge (laughs) and Rise of Skywalker, we have to go back and nope, we're we're not. Instead, you get another desert planet. Uh, So like like everyone's hopes and dreams of seeing Coruscant seems to have been destroyed in every... A live action adaptation, except finally here on Andor. We got a little bit of background in Obi Wan, but in Rogue One, we got to see like uh, in the flashback a little bit of yeah. Coruscant. But, but this was in all its splendor, so we see it like from space and then actually mm-hmm. inside of Coruscant. Yeah. So, what did you guys think of this version of Coruscant? We'll start with you, Chris. Spectacular. <laughs> you know, when they showed word. it, I was just like, I was just like, I was just, <laughs> whatever. You know, when you got to see it, um, and seeing Imperial occupied Coruscant, yeah, was even better. Just, just to, just to see, like, you know, what what it's like down on the on on the on the ground, so to speak, um, in this Imperial times, and you know, in this whole age of the Empire, uh, Coruscant, which we we rarely. Or if if at all got to see so it's a completely different mood yeah yeah i've only seen it in comics you know and i you know but uh but it it matches up and it's it's just it's it's fantastic so to actually see it must have been Mm. since you were expecting it from the comics because i don't read the comics so it's okay but uh yeah yeah you, you know you see it from time to time in the comics yeah. Uh, but seeing, but you know, seeing it live action is yeah. is different. Not going to say it's better or worse, or whatever. But uh, yeah. But it's just it's 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 it nice to different. see. It, like it all these, yeah, it hits different. Gratifying different. to see it. Yeah, absolutely. 
Joan, did you feel any emotions when you saw Coruscant on the, on the on, well, I was going to say the big screen, but on the HD screen again? Uh. I, I have to say emotions were everywhere. <laughs> uh, you know, episode four, having like going back to Coruscant and like Nani said, like having those IRL views mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, having the Imperials there. I, I think it was really nice to have Coruscant back. <laughs> and especially with how it's reframed, like how you're saying, Chris, it's like it's Imperial Coruscant. So we don't, because uh, last time we saw it, right? And we saw it like in the prequels, it's like all shiny and sparkly and everything's new and the sun hits it the right way. It just looks majestic and pristine. And when we go- Now it's so down, monochrome. Yeah, exactly. Right. There's no, there's no neon just, anymore. It's, yeah. just, it's yeah. just brutalist. And just it's just gunmetal like, gray everywhere. That's all. Yeah, it looks it fantastic, but it also kind of shows how far things have come since the empire. But mm -hmm. however, we do get one one very, very, very nice building, and it's the Imperial Security Bureau, which who would have known that such a such <laughs> a institution of the Empire would have such nice, nice interiors. Mm. What was it like to actually because that was like a big thing for me too. Like I was yes. just like, I've been reading about the ISB and the books and stuff, and it's just like this, you know, presence <laughs> right in the Empire that we've never seen. All of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, here we are. We're in the ISB, we're in the headquarters and we're <laughs> In the boardroom, and yeah. how 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 was that? Were you guys expecting to like actually be that into like book lore and just see it in live action? I was hoping, I was hoping very much that we would get to see some kind of, uh, I, I, you know, as much as we see uh, uh, stuff with the rebels and then you know converse with one another and that sort of thing, we 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 got a little bit of it in in rebels in the rebels cartoon. We got we get a lot of it in the comics mm -hmm. and in the novels, but you know just just like just seeing Coruscant, you know Imperial occupied Coruscant, seeing the inner working, seeing um, the Imperials without you know rebels attack or anything like that, just seeing them in their in their element and doing their thing uh, and having their conversations and whatnot is is, is I've been wanting to see that for a long mm -hmm. time. Um, it just, it doesn't really show them, and I guess in a different light uh, to a degree, it shows it shows the Imperials, but um, it's just it's just so fascinating to see them just in their in their everyday. You can give me a, a you can give me a Star Wars show about just mundane stuff that happens in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. It just everyone's day to day. Yeah, people doing their jobs. And I, I would be yeah. I would just <laughs> yeah I would just watch it. So um, yeah, I I love what they did, and and I hope we get more of those interactions going forward in the show. Like one, because like one thing that I and it's because now now they they fed me Coruscant, so now I yeah. I want more. So yes. the one thing that I even thinking about it just gives me goosebumps is just thinking, well, if we're going to, because we know we're going to see the Imperial Senate from the inside. So mm -hmm. I'm just in the back of my mind, it's like, okay, we got establishing shots from Coruscant. So does that mean we're gonna get? An exterior shot of the Imperial Senate, and does and like oh, I just got chills saying it. And <laughs> beyond that, are we going to be able to see the Jedi Temple with all the uh, Imperial, you know, regalia like in the comics? Because now that's Emperor Palpatine's it palace, is. and I'm just like, yeah. if they do that, I'll, I'll throw myself out a window. Because <laughs> that is one thing that I from the comic I have I don't read it all the comics like you do. Yeah. Apologies, but from all the comics that I have read where. Every time that they showed that image of the Jedi Temple with the Imperial banners and stuff, and it's like, it's mm -hmm. just so, I don't like, know. Oh, it, that's it, not cool, man. Yeah, it's it, just like, it. you're desecrating a good thing. <laughs> and, and well, see, and to see it here, considering how amazing they have been, it's it's been so visually stunning that to see these things that we are kind of lacking in a lot of the series that have been coming out and stuff, and then to have it recreated in such a beautiful way, if we could mm -hmm. actually see the Jedi Temple, everything. I think everybody's mind's going to be blown. So here's hoping. Yeah. Is there anything <laughs> from Coruscant that we haven't seen that you guys are ex want to see or, or, or expecting? Or I'd love to see the lower levels. Beyond, but even yeah. more below from uh, Cyril Carnes. Cyril Carnes not that down, though. Yeah. He's kind of halfway. Middle, he's like middle class, something like that, I yeah. think. Yeah. But I mean, like, I'm talking... Bottom, bottom, now yeah, in, kind of dirty. during I the mean, empire. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's that's where we'll see, you know, if 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 uh, Cassian makes it to Coruscant at all, 
I think it would be there probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't even. What think did you think about the ISB, Joanne? Think what? Oh, that's yeah, Imperial where the Imperials. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I love that. I I love the the perspective between like we get to see Mont Mothland and we we get to see um, uh, what was her name? Did De- Deirdre? Deirdre? Yeah. Yeah. And and, and you she know, was amazing too. Yeah, like we we get to see all you know the imperial security, and uh, and we get to see two perspectives: one from Mothla, who like is establishing the rebellion and then her side mm-hmm. of the imperials so but i think that was a really cool thing of like that board meeting or, or which could have been an email i guess but like seeing, <laughs> seeing seeing how they see themselves and how the imperials are different from the rebels right because i mean we haven't we haven't even talked about cassian yeah. and like his <laughs> we've barely talked about cassian because That's there's so much going on so much, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and and I love the part where like uh, Deidre actually like okay she was telling that these things like were escalating and there's things that are happening on the side yeah. but we get to see the side of the of whatever what Diego Luna always say like mm-hmm. they're so fat and satisfied that they <laughs> wouldn't even know that. that we are like we're here so like. Yeah it was like simplified in that episode like yeah get to yeah. other matters and you know let's do other stuff and stop and stop mm-hmm. worrying about this little stuff and and it isn't that way you know mm-hmm. we get to we get to see that side also and because really they're only it's health terrible. providers they're just they're eradicating health. disease i love that yeah. i love yeah. the health providers thing it's a it's a great way to frame it a great way to frame because they don't see people as people or problems as problems yeah. they just see them as as Disease. infections, as infections, mm-hmm. and it's something that they they just need to cure and not yeah. actually reform, for lack of a better word. But that scene also plays so strongly against the planning scene when, like, uh, Cassian and like the rest of the rebels are starting to plan their heist, and it's it just contrasted. Like once, you know, you know this pristine room that's super clean, and 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 and, mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, I forgot the word, whatever. And then you get to see like the other meeting. It's just like in the woods and it's down and dirty and everyone's, you know, all their clothes are put together by the empires, you know, all tailored and stuff. But once one's approach is different to the other. Once it's like this corporate environment of backstabbing and trying to be better than the next one and like mm-hmm. uh, expecting just I'm the, the corporate ladder. <laughs> and it's and it's not about collaboration and like thinking about doing the right thing. And then you look at this other meeting and it's the opposite. It's just like, coming together, being a team, working as a team and learning to trust each other for that greater good. So it's yeah. just like, I, that's one of the clever things that I think the show, it has been doing, just like showing like those two different levels of like how the empire and the rebels work and how one has the moral high ground, the other one doesn't. What do you guys think about like how those things are presented in the show? There is such arrogance on the Imperial side. Like, you know, we, we handle the problem when it, you know it's a big problem. If it's something little, like you know, it's beneath us. We don't need to worry about it. And that's where Cyril and and Deidre, mm-hmm. um, you know, their stories are parallel. You know, like yeah. she sees an issue with you know her uh, uh, the uh, oh, I forget the name of the box. Um, the, the star path. Uh, um, when she you know she's like, oh, this was taken from here, and she's starting to put all these things together because she is essentially a cop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then Cyril. Who's like these two got killed here, and then and then you know some you know just something about this person from Canary, yeah. and uh, he started to put things together, even though he screwed up spectacularly. Um, yeah. uh, you know they they it, it's messed up how how the empire and, and the corporals they you know they 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 treat these smaller problems, and they those two were onto something, and they could have mm-hmm. yeah they could have nipped a good portion of the rebellion in the bud by right then by and probably, then. yeah yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, that's their arrogance. And that's, you know. Which is kind of the disappointing thing about some of these characters because Deidre and Cyril, if they have been placed in a different circumstance, mm. they could have been forced agents of good, right? They could have been great assets to the rebellion. They could have been doing good. Still a chance. There's still a chance. There's still a chance. Uh, but, they, you know, they could have been working for good instead of like using, because they're passionate, right? They're yes. actually yeah. trying to, I'm going to give them credit for something. They're trying <laughs> to do what they think is right. Instead yeah. of just like doing something because you know they want to get ahead or whatever, they actually think that 
they're doing the right thing, but it's their energy is just placed in, you know, in MAGA world instead of, you know, in, <laughs> yeah. in, in, in freedom world. So <laughs> it's like, how, how do you weaponize, how do you weaponize your talents? Do you weaponize them in something that is kind of going in the wrong direction or do you do it in something that's actually for the betterment of everyone else, which I think is the great thing about this show so far. It's been taking a stance of, of like all those nerds on the internet that are like, Star Wars isn't political. Yeah, the it show is. is saying like um, it always was it's like a, fuck you <laughs> yes it is and here we go like it's like it's like politics up your ass basically uh, so let's talk about that like how do you guys feel about all the political themes in the show so far do you think it's too much is it not enough is it you know is it perfect uh, yeah, i think i think they're on point i think they're on point with it you know uh, I don't think it's too much. I don't think it's too little. Uh, I think it's it's just whatever is right for the story. You know, yeah. they can get as political as they want to get. Only people that are going to get mad about it are people that want to uh, who 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 um, maybe have those same like if it's political and the stuff against the empire, they have those same views. Yeah, they, I mean, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror right there. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. No, no, I, I don't see an issue with it. <clears throat> John, how do you feel about politics in Star Wars? I think they're on the right track. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, as long as the episodes keep going, like flowing. <laughs> I, I as think long they, as it makes sense for the story. Yeah. 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 Because I think that is the genius of the show. It's not being political for its own for sake. For its own sake. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It, it works into the story because that is the... It is the story of a migrant. It is the story of peoples that have been displaced by the empire. So it makes sense that we're seeing it in different planets and seeing it from different levels of severity, I guess, because we know mm. we're getting Sagarera. So we're going to get the extreme side of the rebellion too. Yeah. So I love how they're doing all these different levels. We're going to the empire. We're seeing how they work. We're seeing one Mothma trying to traverse all these channels we're seeing mm. Luthen change personas magnificently Ooh. and then we're seeing uh. different sides of the rebellion so let's let's talk about Luthen uh. and that magnificent balance <laughs> uh. yeah that was a master class of acting no no Absolutely. no no lines they didn't say anything just like just with mannerisms just conveyed so much I, you guys you guys take it John yeah. what did you think I love the his handwork mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so like, what's the word? Um, maybe finicky is the word. Like, he was so sophisticated, yeah. and you know, I, 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 I love that part. And uh, graceful. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> his acting was. I don't know. It it changed a lot from one point to another, and mm-hmm. I. I I love I loved it and I and I love his act. I love the way he like suddenly like do his part like when he was like selling uh the gift to the generator. Yeah, uh, antiquities and what or whatever. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, like a gallery owner. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, what do you think of, of Stellan Skarsgard as Luthen Rail? I, I you know, I, I equate him. And actually, I equate almost the whole story. I I, I was calling him um, Batman, like Bale, like Christian Bale's Batman, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, like yeah, how Bruce acts in, in public to how he, you know, how he is, how Bruce is, you know, by himself or just with Alfred to how he very is much. as Batman. Um, it's 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 the same thing. And I love how he, you know, he had to put on all the gear, you know, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, like loosen up his face almost with the hot yeah. towel, yeah, put the wig yeah. on. Yeah. practice like you know let me get back into this whole character yeah. that i play yes or he goes back out there i thought that that scene stuck out the most to me like oh the, the layers Give oh me this is so good i'm sorry like it's it's i'm so mad it's so good no <laughs> lines no nothing just kind yeah, of practicing in front of the mirror to like convert himself into this yeah. other persona and he swings and then he's yeah. yeah yeah, yeah. And it, you know, like an actor does, you have to, you know, before you before yeah. you do a role, you, you know, you have to, you know, you have to inhabit that role. You have to, you know, get into that mindset. And first, like when he brought down the mirror, and he yeah. just like, you know, he was just uh, like, you know, you know, looking at himself and 
there's just like this dour look on his face. And then as he started to change, put the wig on, put the rings on the bracelets and everything, just, oh, just get back into the whole thing. Like, practicing the smile, the not yeah. the smile. I'm always happy. I own a gallery. Life, I sell yeah, you expensive life, stuff. Yeah. And just like a <laughs> dangerous game that these guys are playing. That's why I'm, I, I'm yeah. so like, you know, yeah, we know my mom survives and whatnot, but I'm like, I feel so worried for everyone. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. as far as like, and 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 that that scene in 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 his his gallery was like, you know, when they said this is going to be a spy thriller, I was like, this exemplifies everything that they were talking about as far yes. as it being a spy thriller. Yep. Because uh, like the counterpoint Chills. to like that scene, that scene <laughs> of him transforming into right the, gal the gallery owner, it's like when he's with Mon Mothman, then they go into the back room, and then he just comes the back. Persona drops. Yeah. But I like that they, it's like both and of them. And hers right? too. Like they're, yeah. they're all like up here and all of a sudden they go into the back and like, oh. and it's like, okay, yeah. what, what the hell's going on? And it's just like the same thing. And, and to your point, it's like, it just exemplifies that thriller thing. It's just like, well, we have to be quiet. I can't trust uh, anybody because my driver's different and I'm stressed out and I'm in our own this back room. So with the cameras off and all that stuff and like to see that transformation. And then again, had them putting their masks back on before going back up. I mean, like, oh. yeah, and just come back. It's just like I, that whole I, scene. I, oh. I sort of compared his acting to Ewan McGregor on Birds of Prey. I don't know if you guys know. Underrated movie. Underrated. I know. Yeah. I agree. Yes. I agree. Yeah. So like when I was watching that part, I was like, oh, this is great. Because <laughs> there's so something so flamboyant about it when we had met him and he was like so rugged and like, you know, to the point and gruff. And then I'm flamboyant. And the cadence of his voice, everything mm. changed. Yeah. And it, it it was a masterclass. It it was so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Watch Birds of Prey. It's good. Don't listen to anybody else. It's a good <laughs> yeah. movie. Watch it. It is actually <laughs> really enjoyable. That yeah. egg sandwich is scene is worth it. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's the right movie. I was just like, wait, am I talking about the right movie? It's like, no, it is. Uh, anyway, uh, back to Ander Ander World. Uh, we've been we've been going on a lot. Episode four has had so many so many cool things. Well, yeah. what do you think was like your favorite part of the episode? Whoever wants to go first. You, Chris. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, will <choose laughs> I will choose you. Hmm. It, mm. it, it, it may be that scene of him getting ready. Yeah. The transformation. Um, th there's so many because like, you know, uh, like, you know, the people at um, at Vel's camp, mm -hmm. there was uh, there was some great there's some great stuff there and epic realism like in <clears throat> in those scenes mm -hmm. um i think yeah it, i would say for me it's between that that scene with luthan getting ready to you know go back out into the world or everything with the isb mm -hmm. like those yeah. two stick out the most for me john what about you what was your favorite part of the episodes i i have to say like i i i love the part where we get to see um i don't know her name um the part on uh like uh, and it's not on the camp it's on on the what was the name of oh uh, no, no no yeah yeah i think it's her okay so um like i love the part where we get to see the rebellion mm -hmm. uh this sort of a rebellion and you know we get we get to like understand the characters like the start of the rebellion i would mm -hmm. say yeah so it's, it's just really, that funny really group of you yeah. see them like be this this organized yeah. it's like they they don't know what the hell's going on well because, because they the have to be secretive because four, of right? the nature of it so it has to be like separate cells mm -hmm. so you don't see the whole picture of what's happening yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't get uh, the which, rebellion from a new yeah. hope. That's just like which organized. Is, we got General Donna. We got like you know we got uniforms now. It's like now it's like oh you know just it's casual Friday every day. And just, <laughs> yeah. just just come fight. Now yeah. what was your favorite part of it? Um, I do. Luther's transformation was insane. You I can't love say the same thing. I can <laughs> if I want to. <laughs> Seeing Coruscant again was fantastic. Everything that happened, that conversation with Luthen and um, Cassie and Andor on the ship about what your actual motivations are, mm -hmm. where do you want to go with this? Are you actually going to fight the real fight? 
all of that was great. And there was something incredible about them, like when he's walking with Vel and it's this beautiful, like pastoral scene in the Highlands and then suddenly TIE Fighters. Mm. And I've always loved the sound of yeah. TIE Fighters oh. and they it, it sounded even better than usual this oh, time. It's like- I got, I got goosebumps thinking about it. Oh. Yeah, especially in the scenery that it was. And it's, it's quiet. It's, and all did it, did it, it startle you? Cause I was like, and I love yeah. that. I love that scream as well. I was like, yeah. oh, like, you know, just oh, like, you know, having yeah. to get yeah. like, yeah. Because suddenly yeah. you, you hear like something small in the background and he freaks out. It's like, get down. And then suddenly you actually hear Ooh. them. And, yeah. Oh, so good. And it's like, oh, I'm just walking along. High fighters. And yeah. it's such a contrast to this like rich people that were, you know, like herders and, you know, have their life up on the highlands and now you know you can't walk around because you know tie fighters <laughs> and yeah. now you have to work for industry and they dammed up the river and because colonialism and, let's yeah be, let's be honest about it yes yeah. and and the whole explanation about you know the eye of aldani and you know the event that's going to happen which is setting up you know the heist and what they're going to use for cover so you know the description of the celestial event now makes me so much more excited to actually see it yeah mm -hmm. Which yeah. I wish so, we saw in the trailers a little bit. So, a little I mean, bit, yeah. Assuming, assuming that we saw that's in the trailers, right. that, yeah. it's, if, that, if that's what, if, if that's it, it's gonna be amazing because that yeah. from the trailer, those were my favorite shots from the trailer because all the colors, the greens and the oranges mm -hmm. and everything. Uh, hopefully, hopefully that's it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. And I, I, that's one of those things like I don't understand how people cannot like Star Wars, but look at this. It's just like we're just it. talking about sounds and yeah. we're we're getting excited. Something about like how a planet looks and it's just amazing. And then you add everything else. It's just, just beautiful. Even even bad Star Wars is good Star Wars. Yeah. I'm gonna, oh, I'm and uh, that that nice kid that's in uh that's nice oh. smart kid that's in. He's gonna. He's gone. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, we called that dead flag already. He's dead. I was. He's dead. I was when I saw him. I'm just like that's the kid from the Fast and the Furious, like the from the first time the Furious, the little kid mechanic who steals the car to like and Vin and, and Diesel tells him you're gonna don't do this, you're gonna die. What happened? He didn't listen to Vin Diesel and he died. So it's the same thing with this kid. Just like Mouse in the Matrix, if you oh, know yeah. technology, you're going to die. Yeah, yeah, so he's, like, yeah he's a dead man. He's, uh, yeah. and like, I see the good in him and I get, I'm like, you're, you're, I'm sorry. You're dead. Death flags yeah. all around. Yeah. It's like, it's like a horror movie. You're a virgin, you're dead. Uh, yeah. Or black, or black. <laughs> if you're black in a horror film, you're dead. Like so sci-fi, yeah. sci you gotta have a pure heart, I guess. And, and you can't, <laughs> That's, yeah. you can't make it. But yeah, this has been an amazing discussion. There's so much more that we could keep talking, but you know, but there's only so much time that we have. But let's before before we part ways for the for the week, and so we await episode five. What do we want to see for this, either for episode five or the series going forward? What are our expectations based on what we've seen so far, Chris? I I don't have any. I just I just <laughs> I'm just letting this thing. Just You're here for the, the ride. Just give me. <laughs> Just give me. I, I have no expectations for what's going to happen. I, the writing is that good. Like it, it, it's the way I felt after the Last Jedi. And I, you know, I know people have their thoughts on the Last Jedi. I don't care. But um, after watching the Last Jedi, I was hey yeah. After watching the Last Jedi, I was like, I don't know. People are like, oh, what do you think is going to happen next? I'm like, shit, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go from here. And um, and I, I feel the same way with this. Like, it, it, I don't. I, I have my ideas for certain characters, what's going to happen, but I have no idea what's going on. At, at least we know what three characters are dead but, once already happened. Uh, yeah. And now we got we got at least two that we Yeah, we got at least two where, yeah, like, we're pretty going, sure that- Going, going to the grave. Uh, yeah. So Mon Mothma, <laughs> start opening your dating profile, girl. You're, you're going to get that space hinge going or yeah. whatever you want. Uh, Joanne, what about you? What are you expecting to see? I want to see more on- Cation Boltman at Aldani and mm -hmm. and I I love the flashbacks that this yeah. yeah. is actually presenting mm -hmm. about like you know his storyline uh when he was like a little kid and uh like I I want to see his involvement on on the rebellion and mm -hmm. what what accumulates to in order to get to Rogue One everything yep. that comes beforehand to to the actual events of Rogue One. 
for him yeah. to actually be a respectable spy because he kind of sucks at this point a little bit. Yeah, he doesn't want to be a spy yet, so give my myself credit. Like he's, he's doing yeah. the best without real, any skills. Real quick, did you see like when uh because I'm I've been watching it's been on repeat on my other monitor. I just been watching having the episode on here. Um, but uh it's so I was at the part where Luthen is talking to Cassie on on his ship. Mm-hmm. Did anyone else get any gin? Anyone else get any like uh, uh, gin vibes from oh, Cassian? Well, yeah, because especially with with him giving him the Kyber crystal and everything, it's kind of like yeah, that, that. same yeah. dynamic yeah. of like, okay, well, you're you're for me, it's like, oh, when uh, Jin's mom gives her like the Kyber crystal and she's little, it's like, oh, I'm entrusting you like with this, so, like mm-hmm. you can aspire. So yeah, so it's, I think it's the exact same thing, except with just different mentor, and it's one of those things. That it's just like okay, you've learned to survive on your own, but now you have to learn to fight for something greater than yourself. Yeah. So it's a, it's a parallel journey in that sense, and they both got sweet ass kyber crystals. So yeah, one hundred percent agree. Uh, hopefully he doesn't lose it or sell it, but uh, yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully, Nani, what are you looking looking forward to? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Chris on this. I mean, it's it's so good, and we know how a few of the characters are going to end up. We're assuming most of them are not going to survive the series, but because we don't know exactly when they die, there's this element of tension that is not always around us in Star Wars because we know so much of the story. And here, every single time that a fight happens, something, oh, oh, somebody might die in this exact moment. And, And they've been really good at building that sentiment over and over. So you start falling in love with a lot of the characters, like these, the budding rebellion, you already love like, most of them already and yeah. you know not all of them are gonna make it it's like oh thank you for making me love a character and i don't know how long he's gonna last right we don't even know if they're gonna last the season so yeah. i'm just really looking forward to enjoying the ride and i really want to see cassian's development i do want to eventually end up again in ferrix and mm-hmm. seeing how he changed and how that affects his relationship with Marva and Bix and B2 Emo, because you know, we gotta protect our droids. Bless our sweet boy. Bless and that's Imperial occupied now, Ferrix is. So yeah, yeah. It, it's it's about to get worse. It's gonna so, get worse. Yeah. And him being fall, away like, from home, he's probably gonna be guilty when he comes back. It's like it was my fault that this all started. So and Ooh. I'm looking forward to see if he actually finds his sister. And true, true. I hope they don't drop that plot thread. Yeah. Like, wait, that's no. what started it all. Because that happened? was yeah, the whole thing started. You know, it's like, him like leaving Finn his sister behind. Hey, Ray, I gotta tell and you episode something. one was about him it? looking <laughs> for his sister. Yeah, I know. So they have to look into that again. Yeah. So. Where's your sister? And yeah, I, I agree with all of that. Uh, but my my, want, my big want and, and and desire for the rest of the show is my girl Bix. Like I'm a Bix Colleen Stan. Yeah, the Arjona, <laughs> you know, uh, Puerto Rican for the win. When you say we gotta we gotta we gotta get her back. She's, you know, <laughs> she's a leader of her community. She's mm. single finally, so she can also get on the dating apps. Uh, she so had a terrible boyfriend. See. She had a <laughs> terrible, kind of a loser. Let's talk, let's talk about it. Uh, but I, I want to see her. I want to see her, you know, do, do do some more good in this show. I don't I don't want her story to be over. Uh, kind of step that, more into that leader role of her community. Yeah, 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 yeah. that'd be really awesome. Uh, slap casting around telling hey, hey stop stop sticking stop around stop Do being an thing. idiot yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but with that i think this is we've had like a wonderful conversation uh, and we'll have many 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 more as the show progresses and like with all the plethora of star wars shows that are coming out we're sure that we're gonna keep talking about all this really good stuff but before we go chris where can people find you and bro axiom or if there's anything else you want to plug yeah. Um, yeah, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook and YouTube under Bro Axiom. Um, it's B-R-O Axiom, is how you spell it. Um, we, have a, we have an Andor show that we do. It's a recap of uh, the previous episode where Dan gives his top three moments. And we put that out like the day before the next episode comes out just kind of get mm. people, you know, people, you don't have to get people hyped for this show. They're already hyped for the show, but we do it to get people hyped for the show. And, and it's a called A little Dan extra. Door. Yeah, it's, oh, cool, actually. And it's called it's, it's called Dandor. It just it, it makes sense. It makes good. sense. Yes, it does. Um, so yeah, we have that. Um, uh, we have shooting a poodle on um Sunday nights live nine o'clock, where it's 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 Star Wars centric, but we talk about other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just it, it's it's just us goofing off and having you know just being idiots. But um, you know, we have that. We have our I'm quick fine. shots. That was good. Yeah. We have quick shots on Tuesdays where where uh, we preview um the week Star Wars comics. Next week we have a uh, 
the Mandalorian issue number four, which is out, and it's an adaptation of the series, like straight adaptation mm-hmm. of the series. Uh, and the art's fantastic, writing's really good. So yeah, that's that's pretty dope. Um, and uh, the Star Bros podcast, they have one coming out this week, I think. And they're talking about Andor. So yeah, yeah, we got a bunch of stuff going on for sure. Awesome. Well, in terms of comic books, I'm curious. What are you most looking forward to and uh, that's coming out soon? Because I know there's some rains. Yeah, comic books. I know there's um, some rains done. Uh, but what's you know hopefully well, uh, yeah, high republic right oh yeah high republic yeah i can't wait for that but like hidden empire charles souls uh crimson part of the last chapter in his crimson dawn trilogy mm-hmm. uh that starts up i think next month and i cannot wait for that um ethan Sachs bounty hunters series has been great and then and he's like he and a cover was just uh released today and it's like my favorite it, it's an amazing looking cover but it's got my favorite Star Wars character on there, and that's Aiden Versio. Um, so uh, I'm really looking forward to, you know, what happens with that story. So, yeah, yeah, those are fantastic. The, uh, Greg Pak's Vader book. If you're a fan of the prequels, Greg Pak's Vader run has been a love letter to the Kitster's in it right now. Like, and this is like post Empire Strikes Back, and you got Kitster, and, uh, and I keep forgetting the name of their Rodian friend from the... Uh, yeah, um yeah. from the prequels but uh they, they're all there and that's the fantastic that high five kidster and, and yeah <laughs> yeah every time i see that thing it's like dude george <laughs> just think another yeah. <laughs> but, but again yeah <laughs> interesting i never thought i would see adult kidster back in yeah I, this, this is why those comics are important they're, they're amazing stories yeah. in these books and people need to you know it, it's great star wars storytelling absolutely yeah, people don't sleep on anything read, read the books read the comic, everything everything's wonderful i should apply that lesson to myself uh, <laughs> but with that i think now you could let's let's sign off until the next one <laughs> well thank you for joining us chris so much thanks oh, for having me and are so good we're so glad that you were back to join us this was a great conversation but until next time we are triad of the force you can find us anywhere that podcast can be found just search triad of the force we're on YouTube, we're on Twitter, Instagram, just okay. search us, give us a chance, give us a like, give us a comment, just, you know, let us Buy know what you think. Yeah. <laughs> T-shirts. <laughs> and until next time, may the force be with you. Mm-hmm.